Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Bali, you are a big boy. Make a big noise. Playing in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face. You big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another digital citizen. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro, everybody. How's it going? We're back to that gimmick, I guess. Yes, we are back to that gimmick. Uh, so, what song is that? Queen. I don't remember the name of the song. Yes. It's the baseball song. We will rock you. Yeah, yeah we will rock you. Yeah. They played at baseball games here in America. I don't know why they played at songs in baseball games in America, but sure, that's what where I know it from. <laughs> so, if there's a little noisy uh, on my end today, it is because my window is wide open. I usually don't stream. Uh, st- stream. Okay, we were streaming. Did you know that? I I usually don't record. Was what I was going to say. Uh, with my uh, window wide open, and uh, yeah, you are totally allowed to ask me why I have my window wide open. I assume because it's hot outside. No, it is not hot outside. Could there be other reasons? There's a bat stuck in your house. (laughs) It's flying around in your house and you're trying to get it out. (laughs) You're closer to the truth. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yes, so um, I woke up very early today to be me. uh, And by that that I mean, I think, nine-ish. Because I, I was like, hmm, why does it smell so strange okay and i open up my 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 bedroom door and i what meets me is this stench and i mean like stench coming out of uh the apartment and i was like what the literal fuck is going on and i went to my bathroom and i can i can explain the smell i smelled in one way that I wanted to puke my guts out <laughs> right when I was walking in. Okay. And I opened, I opened the door to my apartment complex, and it smells even worse. So what happened is uh, the septic tank for the apartment building I live in spread the leak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was it right under your apartment, or was it backflowing into your yeah, because toilet? I, 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 yeah, because I live uh, the lowest uh, of... Uh, uh, there's there's my floor, then the cellar. Sure, And yeah. the septic tank is in the cellar. Uh, so I live on the bottom floor before, before the septic tank. So I walked out, and I saw the leak of the septic tank, and I'm not going to even try to describe how it looked. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've smelled a septic tank when it was getting emptied by, like, the truck 
And yeah, it is not a pleasant yep. smell. No. No. So my window is open because I don't want my apartment smelling like ten uh, uh, ch- childcare uh, in- institutions have put put all their diapers into my apartment. But isn't the smell coming from outside, though? Isn't that where the septic tank is? No, no, it's coming, no, no, It's no, coming no. from it's up coming... underneath you. Yes. Okay. It's coming up from underneath, yes. Okay, yeah. Because uh, it's strange, because last night, uh, my place got skunked. Like, uh... Really? Yeah, probably around 11, 11.30 last night. Like, pretty close to when mm. I was about to go to bed. I had the fan in the window, and it was blowing in air, you know, cold air into in, and I, all of a sudden yeah. I'm like, what is that? And I had to close all the doors and windows, like, really fast, because it skunk outside, but uh, it doesn't smell this morning, so. It's funny, because we both ha- had the same kind of problem in the same day. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, why my window is wide open, and you can hear more cars and things like that this uh podcast that than you normally can if it gets really bad so, i'll cut it out because i'll i edit things yeah. so you edit things i yeah. edit things yeah really i didn't know that hmm. hey did you know that uh, this podcast is free that is 110 percent correct this podcast is 1000 percent free even uh not for me and Luke, but for you listeners, it is. Uh, we don't ask you for a lot of money. Uh, actually, we don't ask you for money at all. We ask you to share this podcast. If you want to give us money, contact Luke. Or if you want to sponsor the podcast, he's the economic, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Treasurer when, when of the podcast? Like, treasure. He's the treasurer of the podcast. That's correct. <laughs> Arr, we're going to steal our our doubles from Luke. It's the treasure. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, we ask you to share this podcast. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I, I don't uh, know either. You, with it, uh, pirate. Uh, with everybody, yeah, sharing is caring. Give this podcast to somebody you love. If you hate it, give it to somebody you hate. We don't care, as long as they listen. Under the news, uh, big news in the last two days, uh, pretty much taken over the news here in America for uh, for the most part. I don't know about there in Norway. Oh, yeah, you mean the bombing bombings in Beirut that they were talking about? Is that, that what they were saying in Norway? Well, the first hours they were, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but tr- nobody knew what it was. Yeah, Trump said uh, his military people told him that it was an attack, uh, and that he, they, he wasn't sure, but that's what they had told him. Well, now we're seeing fireworks, ammonium nitrate-likely fueled Beirut explosion. Fireworks and ammonium nitrate appeared to have been the fuel that ignited the massive explosion that rocked the Lebanese capital of Beirut, experts and videos of the blast suggest. The scale of the damage from the epicenter of the explosion... Uh, at the port of Beirut resembles other blasts involving chemical compounds commonly used in agricultural fertilizer. Yeah, I I think I know uh, the cause of this. Katy Perry is pregnant. What? So that's why she had the song "Fireworks." Oh, Maybe that fireworks. right. Fireworks. Yeah. I mean, did you see the video of this? It's insane. 
I did. Yeah, it is totally insane. Uh, I guess I I look. Go ahead. I mean, I I, I could understand how, why people were thinking someone was bombing this building because that's kind of what it looks like. I didn't think so. Like, if you watch the beginning of the video, you can see the side of the building. There's all these crackly firework things happening. Oh yeah, but but, but what think, kind of bomber? Say, what kind of bomber would set their bomb up to slowly burn and then set off a few fireworks and then explode? That right. <laughs> so so let's say you were a hundred meters from this building and couldn't see it. If you just heard it. I can understand why right. you would think someone... I guess it's because I, I saw so many... I saw about, There were probably ten different angles from all different sides of right. this building that I saw on Twitter right. and on Facebook and on news sites. So, for me, it was like, I saw it from... I saw it from the ocean, literally from a boat. I saw it from an apartment building. I saw it from a hundred feet away. I saw it from right next to the building, from people's cell phone cameras who... Uh, obviously passed away because they were a hundred feet away from the building, but, um, they were live streaming at the time. So there's, there was enough evidence out there to say it wasn't a bombing for sure. Uh, Oh, definitely. But I understand why, uh, I mean, Beirut isn't really known for being a very calm place. So I understand that. Yeah, I guess that's media thinking it in the first hour, uh, hour at least. And I'm not excusing Trump either. I'm just saying that I understand that he was told that because that would make more sense than a firework, to be honest. Uh, I guess this thing, it was how many pounds? 2,750 metric tons of ammonium nitrate was being stored next to fireworks. so much. Yeah, that is so much. Holy moly. So no uh, wonder it made burn. Yeah, I think what was it? Uh there was an explosion in I wanna say Texas that was like three hundred pounds or something. Right. Right. And, and it's like one of the biggest here uh let's see. Da, 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 da. During World War Two a Liberty ship had been loaded with two hundred and thirty 2,300 tons of ammonium nitrate. Uh, Allegedly, somebody discarded a smoldering cigarette in the cargo hold. So that was one of the biggest ones here. And this is 2,700-something. So, yeah. Yeah. It's massive. Uh, The Oklahoma City bombing was done with an ammonium nitrate as well. Um, So I think that's what a lot of people were connecting it to. When they heard ammonium nitrate, they automatically went, oh, Oklahoma City bombing. And then they started saying bombing, right? Uh, I think that's kind of where people got the word bombing from, is from that. I don't know. I could be wrong. And that sky, that mushroom sky, mm-hmm. holy moly, I was like, looking at that was like, wow. And it just, yeah, just, you can see the buildings just get knocked over by the shockwave and everything. It's yeah. just, I think the whole thing was that there was so much video of it, that's really what made it go so incredibly viral and everything else because it was like such a scene and i feel bad for everybody there it's the main port of the country as well from yeah where they get all their food and all their everything else that comes in from other countries so that's basically cutting off like all the medical supplies food supplies everything else that they desperately need right now and coronavirus is happening like i feel really bad for beirut 
Yeah, it's uh, it's always bad timing when it comes to things like this. Talking about something else that is fireworks this week, uh, GC Max, as we call her on the podcast, uh, the US appeal court delays release of GC Max. Deposition, that is so hard to say. The U.S. Appeals Court on Friday delayed the release of the 2016 deposition about Ghislaine Maxwell's sex life after after she argued it could destroy her ability to get a fair trial on criminal charges. (laughs) I'm going to ask you, do you think she, well... She has really good lawyers. Anybody... That's the yeah. answer here. If I don't know what your question is, but that's the answer. <laughs> Does anybody have anything good to say about her? <laughs> no, I, I guess I guess uh, it's 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 kind of weird. Uh, I think this is interesting. I mean, uh, what came out? What what day was it? Thursday, uh, the first release. Yes, it wasn't that that big. It says here her deposition had been taken in April 2016 for a now several settled civil lawsuit against uh, her by Virginia Grufray, who had accused Epstein of having kept her as a sex slave. Dozens of other documents from the case were re- released late Thursday after the presiding judge concluded that the public had the right to see them. The release of Maxwell's mm-hmm. deposition had been scheduled for Monday, pending the outcome of the appeal, and obviously the lawyers were able to get that appeal through and it's a two month delay is what we're hearing uh, on these uh, on these documents which seems uh, she's arguing it's her ability to get a fair trial against criminal charges I have a hard time seeing why that why what the necessary two months is for that I guess yeah me too I mean I think she's waiting for this to die down. That's what she's hoping this will do. She doesn't understand the Barbara Streisand effect that we get even more curious about it and even more waiting for it, and it will be a bigger case when it comes out in two months. Right. Among the documents released Thursday were a few emails between Epstein and Maxwell dated to January 2015, including one where Epstein told Maxwell that she had done nothing wrong. And uh, lawyers for Maxwell said July 10th in court filings requested requesting bail in her criminal case that she had not been in contact with Epstein for more than a decade. So in the documents from January 2015, she was talking to him in an email in court on July 15th. Her lawyer said she hadn't talked to him in more than a decade. I'm doing some math here. 2015 is only five years ago. Didn't you know that five years is a decade? Uh, other things that came out in this uh, Virginia Grufray documents Math. was that uh, some stuff that we had heard in the documentary from uh, an yeah. employee on the island that he had seen Bill Clinton there, uh, those were also in the documents uh, saying that Bill Clinton was there with two young women. Uh, one a thing that Bill Clinton has denied is that he was ever on the island and that he ever was with any of Epstein's young women. Uh, both of those things right. were refuted in the documents Thursday. I am I'm so, so surprised that uh, Bill Clinton lies about his sex life. It's, <laughs> it's almost like he has never done that before. Oh wait! Oh wait! It's almost like he got caught for that. 
it's somebody else who's well, been caught with yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. I, I was just going to say, yeah, th- at least at least she has Donald Trump on her side, so it's that. Yeah, somebody else who's been pictured and uh, caught being with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell is Donald Trump in a new interview suggesting suggesting accused child trafficker Epstein might have been killed in j- jail uh, instead of having committed suicide, Donald Trump said, and oh, he defended... Sorry, go ahead. No, I said, oh, what a shock. And he defended his well wishes to Epstein's alleged accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell, which we said at the end of last show, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking about how he said, uh, I wish her well. Uh, Trump also said, first of all, I don't know uh, when he was reminded of Maxwell now facing charges of alleged sexual abuse and sex... And, and, of children by Epstein, he said, uh, first of all, I don't know, but I don't know that her boyfriend or or her friend or boyfriend was either killed or committed suicide in jail, Trump said, of British of the British socialite. She's now in jail. Yeah, I wish her well. I'd, I'd wish you well. You well. I'd wish a lot of people well, he told Jonathan Swan of Axios. <laughs> Uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Let them prove somebody was guilty. Trump said. Doesn't that sound like he's I, saying? I don't think they're going to prove her. I don't think she's going to be guilty. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's that what it sounds like to me. What I. I mean, one and one is equal to sometimes, and it's definitely what it sounds like for me. I mean, I. I, I oh, fucking Trump. You make it very hard for me to, to say something nice about Trump. Uh, I'm not blaming you personally. I'm blaming him. Uh, but yeah, no, this is just stupid talk. This is so fucking like... Like, why can't you shut the fuck up about things you don't know what you're talking about? I, I, I'm I going to guess. I'm. This is me totally guessing. I'm going to guess that she doesn't fucking even remember her. Okay. And she goes like, and he goes like, "Oh, I wish her well." Like I, I would, I would say that about someone that I didn't really remember. You I see think, what I mean? I think he's defended it by saying, "Like, uh, I was saying, I wish her well. I hope she doesn't die in jail." Is what he's suggesting. Ah, okay. I guess so. Speaking of the presidential race, uh, Joe Biden may delay vice president running mate decision for another week. Uh, we, me and you, at the end of the show last week said, oh, we're definitely going to know Biden's VP this week because he said, uh, first week of August, I'm going to announce um, my vice president. Right? We had heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we assumed, you know, uh, in the first week of August meant the first seven days. We're five days in right now. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, the chances that it'll be in the uh, the other two days out of the week are very low. But now he's saying uh, Joe Biden's choice of running mate has been subject, subjected to a massive speculation over the last week, even though the present, pre- presumptive nominee said he would announce his vice presidential presidential pick in the first week of August, it now appears we're going to have to wait a bit longer. Reports indicate that he is not expected to tap his VP nom until around August 10th, uh, just one week before the Democratic convention. This pick is 
more important than ever as Biden would be the oldest person ever elected. That makes his VP likely to take over at some point and lead the Democratic Party in 2024 election. So uh, you and me talked about this uh, when we were watching uh, um, the amazing show Tough as Nails. Mm-hmm. That we'll talk about a little later. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I said, I said to you that I think this has to do with the Black uh, Lives Matter movement. I think that is totally the case. I think he's totally looking for a, a Democratic. Uh, Republican, I'm going to call it that. That is black and and a woman, and he probably had another. I think he wanted Amy Klobuchar mind. at the beginning before uh, yeah. the George Floyd protests. Uh, yeah, and then what everybody found out is Amy Klobuchar is the person who let off uh, the officer who killed George Floyd. In previous right. times, he would have gotten in trouble for things. Uh, right. he remained a police officer. So she came out and said, I'm not going to, I drop out of the vice presidential running, uh, on TV. And so we knew at that point she wasn't going to be in, um, it says here on this article on the alleged shortlist for the nomination, Kamala Harris, representative Karen Bass, both from California and Susan Rice, all, uh, African American women. Um, yeah. Yeah, all either senators, representative, or former national security advisor. Uh, right. One name not on this list, Elizabeth Warren. I know. I find that very interesting. Yeah. I find that extremely interesting. I mean, the list we saw last week was uh, 12, 10 to 12 people, and now we're down to three. Yeah. So we are, we're whittling yeah. it down at this point. It's just... Uh, they're now saying August 10th, so maybe next week we'll find out. I don't want to say we will this again, because it could just move again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't really, like, like you said, it's not, it's, it, it that would be 10 days before the nom- nomination. He doesn't really have to do it before that, so maybe he will just Install it, install it until then, and then make it a big surprise on that day. A lot of people Who are saying knows? Karen Bass is the big name right now that's being thrown around by by the team, right. um, which is kind of an unknown. Never heard of her. Yeah, exactly, unknown name, and I think maybe that's the whole reason they like her is because she's not as well known by people as like a Kamala Harris, which people a lot of people have a right. negative connotation to. Where Karen Bass, people are like, "Who the hell is that?" So um, yeah. it's almost kind of like a Tim Kaine pick the way Hillary did it, you know? Pick the guy who nobody right. has ever fucking heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Norwegian News. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, doesn't test uh, positive for COVID-19 on Norwegian cruise ship. The love boat. Your cruise ships are crazy looking They're, like the shape of them are so much different than american cruise ships when you look at the picture of this like that big curve on the back of it yeah. uh at yeah. least 41 passengers and crew on the norwegian cruise ship have tested positive for covid19 hundreds of more passengers who traveled on the ms ronald almsen are in quarantine <laughs> and awaiting <laughs> test results 
The company that owns the ship said. This is why I want you to read those articles, because I think it's so funny. The ship, which belongs to Norwegian firm Hurtenguten, uh, docked in... <laughs> docked in the port of yeah. Tromsø in, Nor- in northern Norway on Friday. I feel like we've talked about Tromsø before. Is that where yeah, they have all the American soldiers? Uh... I think I think uh, that is Tromsø and Bodø. Right, yeah, I okay. Because I remember yeah. it being up in the north as well. That's why I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a serious situation for everyone involved. We have not we have not been good enough, and we have made mistakes. The chief executive uh, said in a statement Monday, I guess of the of the uh, cruise line. So, what do you think about? I mean, I assume all these people are being quarantined, and it's not going to affect the rest of the country. But what do you think about this? Right. Uh, I saw some memes about this. Have you? Yeah, you have seen uh, 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 12 Days and 12 Weeks, right? The zombie movie? Uh, I don't remember that movie. Okay. But uh, uh, anyways, there's there's so many like memes with, with people like saying that uh, this is uh, uh, like that TV show with uh, uh, the Big Brother contestants uh, that got zombie infection, but yeah, no people are are not really worried about this because it is a ship and it's outside of Norway. We're not letting anybody out of it. This will not stop Norway. It says here they were test. Uh, Thirty-two crewmen members aboard were found infected. The staff tested positive, included mm. a German, French, and Filipino citizens, so from all over the world. Uh, right. One hundred and eighty passengers were allowed to depart the ship on Friday, leaving the authorities scrambling uh, to find and locate those who had been tested already. The passengers have now been contacted and told to self-isolate for ten days. Five passengers so right. far have tested positive out of three hundred and eighty-seven. So. Yeah, they and did let the them off the ship of... right away. They just let them off the ship, so yeah. that's weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the majority of passengers were reported Norwegian, but there were travelers from Germany, Denmark, and the UK and the US. I find it very, very, very surprising. There's people from the US there. Well, they could have already been in have... Europe. Like they were already in Europe before the travel right. ban, right? Yeah. I just find that very interesting. Hey, you remember, like, let's say three months ago, when you and me talked about uh, Iran and India and their numbers for COVID-19, and we said we should not test that. That's going to show up, uh, and it will show up as bullshit. Do you remember us saying that? That was incredibly confusing, what you just said, but kind of. <laughs> what, what is... Let me clarify. Uh, we, we said yes. at, initially, when the reports started came, coming out about the world, that Indian and Iran's numbers seemed unreasonably seemed low, low for their yes. number of people in their countries, plus their vicinity in the, on the globe to China. Yes. Thank you for... Clarifying. Clarifying that. Yes. Thank you. So, Iran's COVID death tolls are three times higher than admitted, report says. 
BBC says government paper reveals a total more than 42,000 than the official toll of 17,000. That is such a big thing. I don't understand why people are not talking more about this. Uh, one person of dying from COVID-19 every seven minutes in Iran, uh, state television in the country had said, as reported claiming uh, the overall death toll from the virus was three times higher, higher than the authorities had admitted. A health ministry spokesman said on Monday that 215 people had died in the past 24 hours on top of uh, 200 the previous day, the country's highest figures in nearly a month. So it's not at all over in these countries, even though they are trying to convince us that. State TV broadcast footage of a busy around street with a few face masks in uh, sight of uh, desperate uh, government mandates that should be worn in on public transport and covered spaces. Iran official death toll is more than 17,000, but BBC's uh, Farsi service said on Monday that the government documents indicated that it was a total of more than 42,000. This is corruption, and it's corruption with lives. Uh, I mean, it's just to hide that what's going on in their country. Uh, and I feel like India did the same thing, and we're starting to get the numbers... The numbers are increasing there, but I think it's more has to do with that we're actually getting the data now, not necessarily that people didn't have it before, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I just found this disgusting. I, I just find it so incredibly uh, stupid. They just want to save face, and they're playing with people's life. Because the thing is, if I hear, let's say, 200 people died, and the real number is 2,000, I wouldn't be as afraid of uh, something where, where 200 people were dying instead of 2,000. And that's what they're doing. They're giving low numbers, and low numbers does it that people are not wearing masks. They don't care because they think the, the numbers are low. So that's how they are risking human life, in my point of view. Can yeah, you and this, this all came out of a, a data leak out of Iran. That's the yeah. only reason we really know about this, uh, is because uh, a data leak happened and we found out their internal numbers. They didn't tell us the numbers. We found them out. Right. Right. Now, so this is terrible, terrible news. Uh, something uh, we talked about, what, like two or three weeks ago? I want to say a month ago, even. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it says here, Twitter hack from a few weeks ago. Three charged in alleged role, including a 17-year-old mastermind. Uh, three people, including the 17-year-old Tampa teen, faced charges linked to the largest breach ever of Twitter, affecting the accounts of verified figures, including Bill Gates... Uh, former President Barack Obama, in a statement released Friday, the Hillsborough State Attorney's Office in Florida said the teen was the mastermind behind the hack, which involved posting messages on high-profile Twitters to solicit Bitcoin. Uh, the teen faces 30 felony counts, including 17 counts of communication fraud, organized fraud, and fraudulent use of personal information. 
he was arrested Friday, and the attorney's office has been has oh he has been charged as an adult. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Seventeen is up there. It's not an adult though. Eighteen is technically an adult in America. Yeah, but I can understand maybe. I don't know what his birthday is. What is what if his birthday is in like two days? You're right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we uh, see this about his court date. Uh, Twitter hack teens court date Zoom bombed with porn from a court hearing oh, in Florida. Teenager, the teenager accused of the Twitter hack last last month. So I guess it was. Oh yeah, it's last month, a few weeks ago. Uh, the hearing took place over video chat Zoom. So for some reason, even in court. Hearings, they're using Zoom. We need to at some point just do Zoom as a main topic and find out what the hell happened here and how it just like exploded. There's got to be something behind Zoom, right? Of how it just like appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but it had suspended. The hearing had to be suspended after repeated interruptions. uh, Zoom users were changing their names to mimic CNN and BBC News employees uh, dropping in and out of the <laughs> meeting uninvited. Uh, the Florida newspaper and Tampa Bay Times reported. However, the in- interruptions oh. resumed even after the hearing was stalled. Some attendees played music uh, down the line. Others used Zoom's screen share feature to play pornography, which reporters said was the final straw, and they suspended the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you put when you put a notorious hacker, I guess, on on trial in a yeah. Zoom call. This is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. So we talked about this before. We 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 said that uh, people should sell their stocks in TikTok. Uh, I hope you have done that because guess what. Uh, Trump backs potential Microsoft TikTok deal and sets September deadline for it. Right, it says President Donald Trump said Monday that the social media platform TikTok must end its U.S. US operations by September 15th if a pending deal with Microsoft to buy the company uh, does not go through. Uh, We set the date for around September 15th, at which point it's going to be out of business in the United States, Trump told reporters. Trump noted that he's approved of Microsoft buying TikTok. Microsoft confirmed, confirmed Sunday that it had spoken to Trump and it was in talks to buy TikTok from ByteDance, uh, which currently owns owns it, but is under investigation by the Treasury Department's Committee of Foreign Affa- Investments in the U.S. Uh, Trump emphasized that whether Microsoft or another company closes a deal on TikTok... Uh, quote-unquote, a very substantial part of the price is going to have to come to the Treasury of the United States because we're making it possible for this deal to happen. What? So... Isn't that like... What they are... Like a king asking for like a... A king asking for like a tariff? Isn't that what that is? (laughs) Yeah. It sounds a little like blackmail, to be honest. You know how kings, if you like killed a king, a, a deer in the king's forest, you had to pay, pay like a, a penance or whatever? That's what this sounds like. Uh, right, it, the announcement comes a day after uncertainty over TikTok's future, following Trump telling reporters fr- Friday that he had planned to ban the platform from operating in the United States. 
so I guess they're saying if Microsoft buys it, it it's then it can remain here. Right. I don't understand that. Oh, I do understand that. Hold on. Could that mean that what they were uh, uh, afraid of all along was that China was getting the information, but now that Microsoft gets the information, they're okay with the same fucking app that will steal your information? Oh, is that exactly what it fucking means? Right, it's not like this app is going to stop stealing information from people. It's going to no. be used the same way, just by a different company. Right. So they are okay that an American company does what the Chinese government does. And then I, I go back... That oh, go ahead, sorry. Ludicrous. And I know, I... I find that ludicrous that, that they would allow Microsoft to buy TikTok. I, I, it's even more ridiculous when you think about Quibi, which is mostly owned by yes. Alibaba Group, which is a Chinese company, right. and they nobody's saying anything about Quibi for some reason. Right. Because nobody uses Quibi. That's, that's, that's yeah, if nobody was using TikTok, I guess probably it wouldn't be a big deal, right? Yeah. Right. So, let's talk about the, uh, one very big elephant in the room. The new George Floyd video uh, was released. Uh, you saw this? I did. Uh, Daily Mail published it Monday. Uh, partial footage of body cameras of two Minneapolis police officers involved in Floyd's arrest on May 25th. Uh, the video, in which British newspaper describes as leaked, shows about 10 minutes from former officer Thomas Lane's body cam camera and about 18 minutes from Officer Jay Zhang's body camera. In footage, it was also reviewed by the Associated Press. Lane approaches Floyd, tries to get out of his vehicle while pointing a gun at him. Floyd pleads with the officer, saying, please don't shoot me, Mr. Officer. Yeah, this is before uh, he got out of the yeah. car, he said that. Yes. So we have, have the transcripts there, and I've seen this video uh, multiple times. Um, yeah, I find this extremely convincing that the police were extremely brutal. And I find more evidence that the police here was wrong. And I find more evidence that George Floyd was scared out of his life and he has an, any right to be scared. And this is just extremely, extremely sad. This is the part that really got me. It says, uh, one officer responds, relax, you're talking fine when Floyd says, uh, I can't breathe. Uh, this is a talking point from like the right and I've actually heard... Joe Rogan mentioned this before. If you're being choked, you yeah. can't talk. But he wasn't being choked. Right. His artery was being blocked, so the oxygen flow through his artery was being blocked to his brain. You can still talk when your artery is being blocked because you're not your. It's not your windpipe. Uh, so these officers thought because they've heard this other places that oh he's not choking because he can talk. They hadn't been trained right. that that's not the case, right? That's fucking crazy. I'm an idiot yeah, no. on a podcast, and I know that. These guys are trained <laughs> police officers. You're not an idiot. 
But uh, yeah, no, uh, I uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Look, I saw it and I cried. I, it made me cry. It made me angrily cry because, especially when they push him out of the car, the way the it they did it, it is so uh, like seeing the violence of the police officers close up, like we did in this leak. It's just it is. It, yeah, it hit home to me on a different level, and I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I can say, feel... after seeing that video on Monday, and then seeing the Beirut video Tuesday, my anxiety Tuesday all day, like yesterday all day, I could not basically do anything, because I was so, yeah. my mind was a scramble. It was like a Denny's scramble. Yeah, and, uh, like I said, I, there's a man that has lost his life here. There's a family that has lost one of their nearest and dearest, and um, it should this should clearly never ever happen again. Um, Trump is uh, going to tell the truth. Of the U.S. is down and out. This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. Well, I'm gonna repeat myself a little now. But why I'm gonna repeat myself? It's the last time I had a segment like this. There were not 150,000 people dead. Yeah, it's under 250. Uh, before the end of the year, maybe it's gonna be 200. Maybe 300. I don't know. But with that president you have now, it's gonna be. He fucks up his own medical staff because he's right all the time do you really think that hillary clinton would do that and do you really think that biden gonna continue to do that i don't and believe me you don't either if you think about it yeah you don't get the guy you want you don't get your dream fucking candidate you could get the dream congress and not get the dream senate but it is like i it is like it is now we don't have any fucking choices. Biden is the choice. Let me see something else that happened. You are not allowed to travel to Europe, and Europeans are not going to travel. You're not, not allowed to travel to United States. The American passport was one time in history the most valuable document you can have. Now it's more more expensive to buy a fucking toilet paper in the shops. You can continue doing your shit. But the problem is that it's going to affect so many other people and yourself. It's like when I have a debate with pacifists. It's always nice to say, I don't want to use the troops there and there to save people because I believe in pacifism. Yeah, it's very okay with pacifism as long you don't have to pay the fucking price. I know you don't like Biden, I know you don't like Hillary Clinton, but you know that Hillary Clinton would do nothing like this. Yeah, maybe she would maybe do a war someplace, but she would not do things like this. I told you in an earlier segment that you're not on your own. And this is what happened, and you're going to get more alone. During this crisis, Trump see him do something to distract again 
yeah, he's pulling out people from Germany, like soldiers. He had that since the Second World War. And I think that's going to punish Europe to do what he wants. But that time is over. Europe is not doing what the United States want. You do what itself wants. Because you have nothing you fucking can threaten us with. What you're going to do? Somebody think that the, the people on the right invented America first. But for Americans, American first has always been their slogan. Left, right, and if everyone. When I talk with Americans, left, right, center, like they think they're the center of the fucking universe. Like everybody in the world are looking up to you. They're not. We are not at all. And you really know what you was thinking. You can try to change that with producing a lot of Hollywood movies. But what you see as a Bible, we see as a fucking joke. We don't watch Hollywood movies with after that, oh, this is the truth. We do it because it's a fucking good movie to drink beer and eat popcorn to. We don't take it very seriously. We did propaganda before you did. We did bullshit all over the world <laughs> before you did. You're just a bad copy of a fucking copy. If people now not vote for Biden, who's a shitty man, you're going to get more shit. And that shit going to flow over to the rest of the world. And I want to learn it. Maybe we'll get a radical candidate like four or eight years down the road. But then you lost the high ground. Nobody's longer listening to you. No one. So you can choose. You can immigrate. I would like to have the smart people from the United States. Well, then I mean the smart people. The smart people. I don't think people you're on the left, if you still believe you're a center of the universe, please stay in America and try your solve your shit. And the other people who just see what it is, they can come over here. This was Tron with Tron Tell the Truth. Have a nice day. Thank you, Trum. I don't know if I... Well, I agree to a certain point. I, I don't think uh, down and out is kind of something I would say, though. Why not? Mm, because, because... I mean, even last really week on the show, you said to me, like, everybody you talk to from other countries is saying, oh, America's totally fucked. <laughs> Yes, but but I wouldn't say that you you're out on the economic level. Oh yeah, that's one of the biggest biggest problems that uh, American economy is is staring a lot of Norwegian economy. Uh, like, uh, it's going to get bad here price. sooner than later. Like right now, yeah. we there was supposed to be this stimulus bill that they were going to push through. And they couldn't decide on stuff, so they just decided to take a vacation instead of, like, you know, continuing on uh, negotiating and trying to pass the bills to help people out. They were just like, fuck it, we'll go on vacation. So the government doesn't care about us. Our economy is probably going to fall apart. Everything's going to go into complete chaos at some point. Uh, we'll see what mm -hmm. happens, though. Hey, uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. I know that you don't care listening to this, but we do have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. The reason why I'm saying that is we never get an email. Uh, well, I think it's. A, I yeah. would say we should stop doing it, but then 
we had uh, Von Galt get a hold of us there. So if if you do right. want to get him on the main topic, if you're writing a book or you have anything interesting to talk about, get a hold of us there. Uh, that's the easiest way for us to know. We also have a Twitter at podcast ADC. If you want to DM me there for the same reason, but we're also part of the pod all the time network on Twitter. That's at pod all the time. PN another member of our network. I think we're doing it podcast. Uh, where it's not okay, where it's okay to not nail it. Uh, also part of the pod all that time network. It's at at I T W D I podcast. Yeah, and we have a Facebook page uh, where you post uh, the show. If you want us to talk about something about the last show, comment underneath that uh, post, and we will talk about it. TV round. Holy moly, we have something. So, uh, in treatment, you don't care about that. But uh, one thing I know that you care about is the show Miracle Workers, because it's one of our favorite uh, shows. Right. Wouldn't you agree to that? I mean, it's up there. It's Yeah, it's up there. Uh, they are moving production to California uh, because of uh, their state tax credit program. So uh, they are uh, the first that was selected uh, in the first round of tax credit under California's new film and television tax credit program uh, that launched the 1st of July. So this will be very interesting uh, because this means that we get more uh, episodes of Miracle Workers, and that is making me very happy. I, I, uh, as an industry adjusts to the circumstances presented by COVID-19, it's encouraging to see projects reinvest here and bring new pr- production jobs and spending to California. That's what I was wondering. They they're, they make it out like, oh, it's all because of this tax credit program that was launched on July 1st. Would they even be allowed to fly to the Czech Republic to film even if they wanted to? I have absolutely no clue. I don't think they would. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like the whole, this is actually the, the reason is they're not allowed to fly there to actually film. And the whole, they're, the excuse is, oh yeah, we're, uh, oh, it's great to see uh, these programs start filming in California again. But my guess is they right. can't film anywhere but California. Uh, speaking of California and toxic workplaces, uh, Ellen's talk show in crisis amid the revelations of toxic workplace culture. Uh, Ellen, hosted by Ellen DeGeneres, is America's big one of America's biggest celebrity celebrities, and has been plunged into a crisis after a toxic workplace culture and sexual harassment revelations uh, has turned the show into another Me Too scandal. Okay. Yeah. In a memo to staff last week, DeGeneres said she intends to correct the issue raised by, about behind-the-scenes sexual harassment and racist behavior at her daytime show, saying she had not been able to stay away, stay on top of everything and relied on others to do jobs as they knew I wanted them to be done. Yeah, it feels like she's very much blaming others and taking no self uh credit or whatever you call it it says here uh a source from tell pictures had said degeneres is considering stepping down from the show 
she feels she can't go on. The only way to recover her personal brand is from this is to shut down the show. The truth is she knew what was going on. It's her show. The stuck the buck yeah. stops with her. She can blame every executive under the sun, but Ellen is ultimately the one to blame. Yeah. And I also find this very interesting because she's kind of set up there as this very wholesome, very like nice person. Right. And now it's coming out that she's treating people like I've heard shit. this forever that Ellen was horrible to people on her show. Yeah. I've heard this for a mm-hmm. long time. This is not like a new revelation to me. It's you here... told me. Oh did yeah, I? you told me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, long time ago when we talked about Ellen. I, uh, I, this is years ago. Mm-hmm. I think you told me about this. Brad Garrett, an actor on Everybody Loves Raymond, tweeted, "Sorry, but it comes to the top. Uh, Ellen knows more, no more than one who was treated horribly by her. This, it, this is common knowledge. This is Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves right. Raymond. Right. Oh, Neil so. Breen. I got a quote from Neil Breen, bro. The amazing filmmaker oh. Neil Breen claims to have been given an interview with DeGeneres in 2013. No one is to talk to Ellen, so you don't talk to her, you don't approach her, you don't look at her. She'll come in, she'll right. sit down, she'll talk to the co-host, and then Ellen will leave. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, another thing oh. happening in American TV, U.S. milk sales uh, rise amid pandemic got mic- got milk ads return. Remember when we did milk as like a main topic, milk yep. milk conspiracy, and we went into the got milk yep. ads and all that. Six years after the popular tagline retired, got milk ads are back. The air- dairy industry funded group is reviving the campaign, hoping to prolong to prolong the boost milk has gotten during the pandemic. I've actually stopped drinking milk during the pandemic, mostly because I, I, I never drank milk. <laughs> I don't really go. I yeah. only go to the st- store like once every two months at this point. So it's like milk. Right. It's gonna go f- bad really fast. So even if I get it, I'm gonna have to drink it really fast, and then I'm not gonna have milk for whatever a month and a half if I go every two months, right? So it's like I just yeah. don't have a reason to really buy milk that much anymore, except for like adding to recipes, right? So you remember the XFL that filed for uh, bankruptcy in April, uh, Luke? Right, I do. It kind of was totally going to happen, and then COVID happened, and it got destroyed, right? Yeah, so the twice unsexual, uh, unsuccessful professional football alternative uh, to the NFL fronted by WWE chief Wins McMahon was sold to Danny Garcia and uh, Red Bull Partners and someone very unknown to wrestling called... Dwayne Johnson. don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, the new owners were selected uh, as the winning bidder for the assets controlled by Alpha Entertainment, their parent company of uh, the XFL. Because this is totally fair. I don't believe this for one billisecond that this is fair at all. Because Dwayne The Rock fucking Johnson is involved with this. Uh, the transaction is sub- uh, subjected to bankruptcy. Court approved at the hearing this Friday. Assuming the closing conditions are satisfied, 
the occasion of the aspect is to close on shortly after August 21. What do you think? Is this BS or is this BS? Uh, Rock is the producer of that HBO show already, so he's already a television yeah. producer. So yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily see why this is any different than being a television producer of another television show. So I believe it. I agree. I agree to that, but it's just like it feels very inside job. Is that okay to say that? I mean, you know that the reboot of the XFL was inherently racist to begin with, right? Right. Because yes, the whole reason they started the XFL was because everybody, all the Republicans were mad because of the uh, taking a knee during the knee. national anthem. Yeah. And so yeah. Vince yeah. McMahon, being a Republican, was like, oh, all these people hate the NFL now, so we're going to start our own group and pick up that demographic of people that hate the NFL. Well, all those people are right. are already watching the NFL again, right? So... Yeah. Well... Uh, other things. Uh, I saw a lot of things on new on TV this week. I saw Paul Hollywood eats Japan. Uh, can you guess uh, maybe what that show is? I guess it's a travel that, show where a guy goes around and eats things in Japan. That I, I don't know how you guessed that. <laughs> I, I'm so surprised by by. My intuitiveness, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Paul Ho Hollywood. Have you ever uh, come come across this guy? That's a, that's not a real name. It's English. It is, yeah. No, I, I guarantee he you that's says, not. That's a, definitely a stage name. But continue. <laughs> no, no, no. He 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 was he he was no joke. Uh, born uh, Paul John Hollywood. No joke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yes, he's a celebrity chef from the UK. Um, not very known in in the US. I I'm going to guess this is a totally okay TV program about a celebrity chef that goes around eating in Japan. I am going to give it a three. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll start with the new Hulu inf interface. Uh, Hulu revamped their oh, yeah. their interface uh at least on the products that i have i don't know if it's everywhere but it's pretty much the same pretty much similar very similar the only thing that's missing is one feature that i really liked which was most recent episodes so it would load up all the most recent episodes of tv in order and so you could just go back through the last few days and what were the brand new episodes for some reason, they got rid of that section, and that was, like, my favorite section on Hulu. Uh, so that kind of pissed me off. Uh, other than that, it seems to be fine. I, there's no bugs so far that when I've been going through it. Uh, just that one thing kind of pisses me off. Hmm. Uh, I started watching a Swedish television uh, program this week called Rebecca Mott. So this is a lawyer show about uh, that is based on some books that I read uh, that I kind of think are totally okay and it's nothing to write home about, right. but it's, 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 it's okay reading. 
Uh, so the, this is based on those books. It's two two seasons. Uh, I really liked uh, this uh, television book, uh, television series. Sorry, that is based on this book. Uh, I will give it uh, eight and a half. Uh, I watched something you recommended me last week, to, or no, you recommended to me on Monday. Uh, the Osbournes want to believe on the Travel <laughs> Channel. Why is this on the yeah. Travel Channel? Do they travel anywhere in the show? They travel from upstairs, know. downstairs to their to their movie theater <laughs> TV studio. That's about as much traveling <laughs> as happens in this Travel Channel TV show. <laughs> but it is it is one of the most amazing things I've seen this year. It's it's just that bad. It's so ridiculous. Well, it's clear Ozzy Osbourne does not want anything to do with this show. The whole time he's just like, <laughs> yeah. are we done yet? Like, there's at least three or four times where he says, are we done yet? And then other times where he's like, just stop talking so we can get this done faster. Basically, like, the whole time he's like, I don't want to be doing this. Um, it's a show about I love the Osbournes, but his son, Jack, is the host. And his son is showing... Ozzy Osbourne and his wife Sharon, um, paranormal videos from the internet, like ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, these kind of things, uh, and asking his parents what they think of these videos. I mean, the concept doesn't really work in the sense that uh, no. the parents don't care about this stuff, right? Right. It's not that they don't believe or disbelieve, they don't give zero fucks about the material that's presenting to them. Right. And that's one of the things I love about this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it may, that, and that kind of makes it kind of funny in a way. I think Jack yeah. Osborne is not a good host. Some of the videos he shows no. are just silly and ridiculous, so that's kind of fun. The other thing is, this was clearly made during quarantine, because you remember the yeah. show I covered that was uh, something on... I don't remember the name of it. It was on Fox. I. It was very similar to Celebrity Gogglebox, but it had the Osbournes in it. Right. This yes. same set that they're shooting this show for, they were shooting that show mm. for. Same chairs, same oh. lighting, same dog. Everything is the same. They they filmed all this stuff at the same time, is my guess. Oh, overall, I'd give this a yeah. uh, four. 3.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a three. So, but I I do recommend it to people, just because it's so absurdly weird. I don't think it's. it's just, I don't think people. Oh. Most people would like it. The part I have, I saw the first few like behind the scenes like filler parts to actually make the show the length it's supposed to be because clearly they didn't have right. enough content to make a whole episode. Uh. I ended up starting to fast forward through anything that said uh, behind the scenes footage or whatever because it was all just bullshit. Right. Uh, I got uh, to watch this teen drama thriller called Get Even. So this is a British uh, made uh, television based on some books. I have not read about it. Uh, so it uh, focuses on this group of uh, schoolgirls who form a group to expose uh, bullies at their school, and uh, they're supposed to like uh, it says in the title, "Get Even." 
Right. You see what yeah. this is about. Uh, this is... Uh, I'm not supposed to like this. But I really, really, really did. I have no fucking clue how to explain it other than very good acting, interesting storyline, and just just that I, there, there are some problems about, about it. And I mean, it, it is on Netflix. You can go and watch it for yourself and make your own fucking mind up. But I'm I'm going to give this a very good eight. All right. Yesterday, when all I was doing was watching TV, I watched five episodes of Holy Moly uh, to get caught up on that because oh. I had I was way behind. Obviously, that show just breezes by as far as like being able to binge yes. it. It's super bingeable. Um, mm-hmm. I really like this season. It's so much fun. There's one episode yeah. where they bring in uh, this guy who has all these celebrity friends, and Zac Efron shows yep. up. That yep. episode was yep. ridiculous because one of the hosts, the guy who's very the comedy host, is just like totally mm-hmm. standing for Zac Efron. It's pretty funny. Uh, I watched Dino Hunters because Luke told me that was a show that he watched. I wasn't super interested in this to. To be completely honest, I went into this thinking, oh, who fucking cares about this dinosaur hunting television program? Uh, I think you gave it a 6.5 or something. I don't remember. Uh, I can go back and look. Right. You can do that while I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this surprisingly good. <laughs> it is. It is... It isn't anything to, to do with... I think it has a lot to do with the people that's in the show and how it is uh, uh, presented. I will talk a little about that when we talk about the weekly show that we, we're watching at the moment. But this is reality TV done the, the right way. It's just like... It, it went so fucking fast. It went like a breeze. It didn't feel like I was like... Uh, making an effort to watch the show. A little like you said about Holy Moly, just breezed by. It is very funny, it's very interesting, good hosting, good people. Uh, I give it a 6.5. Did you think it seemed like they wrapped it up kind of hastily? Yes. Yeah, I think that was just COVID uh, causing them to have to do that. They couldn't film anymore or whatever. Um, I saw Connected, the Uh, hidden... What did you give it? Oh, a 6.5. I did, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I was correct. You were correct. I saw oh. Connected, The Hidden Science of Everything on Netflix. Okay. This is a science show uh, going into a different topic each episode, but then it breaks okay. down that topic and kind of tells you how it... This one thing that you thought of, of being one thing affects everything in the whole world. Like, So each topic oh. that they cover is something that affects more than just what you think it would cover and kind of... They're trying to blow your mind. They're trying to take science and go, look at what this actually does and make you go, oh, that's crazy. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, the show itself is really good. The, I didn't like the host. The host does not seem genuine. He do, doesn't. He just seems like he's a talking head that they found because he looks the part. He looks like a nerdy scientist guy. You know what I mean? But he's mm-hmm. just a talking head. 
uh, that kind of discouraged me from it. It's a very standard kind of documentary science show. So overall, I give it a five, right in the middle. I have seen one of the most disturbing and also one of the best television shows of 2020 so far. It is on Netflix. It is called Immigration Nation. Uh, this has uh, six episodes and follows ICE. You know, maybe of that organization, Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, before, I, I'm just going to give it a grade 10 out of 10. And the reason why I do that so uh, fast is to say two things about it. It shows how fucking atrocious this ice thing really was at uh, the height of it. And it also exposes uh, how incredibly, insanely much different it was from the Obama era to the Trump era. And I love this show. I did not think I would like it one second. I thought it was going to be a propaganda show where they were trying to say that ISA is this very nice organization. But this is actually showing things that I am shocked and super surprised they were allowed to show by the government. Because it looks, they come out looking like a racist bunch of assholes. And I am amazed that Netflix is allowed to show this. It has no filters. It's actually going to show you some fucking facts. Go out of your way and watch it 10 out of 10. Well, I mean, LA Times wrote an article here that I'm seeing. Inside the, ice, uh, inside the documentary, ICE didn't want shown. So I think that maybe is your answer there as to why Netflix was able to show it. They, ICE didn't want them to show it. They show it, showed it anyways. Uh, I saw a TV show on... Gosh, I really want to find out where I saw this. Amazon. It was on Prime. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, The Pale Tourist. Okay. I know you're not a big fan of Jim Gaffigan, or as, as I remember. Nope. His stand-up? Uh, 110% correct. And I believe he had a t TV show, The Jim Gaffigan Show. I don't think you like that either. This is nope. not a TV show Oops. in the sense, like, his Jim Gaffigan <laughs> show. And, and it's not a travel show in the sense that you would think of a travel show. But it is a travel show. Okay. Uh, instead of being a travel show where he goes around and, like, goes to different restaurants or goes to different cultural places or things like that. He just goes to a country and does an hour-long stand-up bit about that country in, like, a stand-up oh. venue. And so each episode is just a 45-minute or 40-minute stand-up about a different country. So each episode is a stand-up about a different country. The first episode's about Canada, and it goes from there. Uh, very good. I really liked it. Um, overall, I give it a 7. Is it a show that you think I would like? I mean, you don't really like Jim Gaffigan's stand-up, so no. But, no. I mean, you could give it a shot, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the Amazon Prime show I watched this week. <laughs> I saw a show called Sado Psychiatrist. 
about Dr. Sado that is this bloodthirsty serial killer psychiatrist. Okay. He lures a like, helpless victim into her office. <laughs> and it is it is so incredibly insanely weird. But I'm going to give it a five. I didn't like it. I didn't love it. It's just incredibly wedge uh, about this like killer drag queen that is also a psychiatrist. I I I I really want you to see this. What is it called? <laughs> Sado psychiatrist. Okay. Um, yes. there's only one more thing I saw, and I know you saw it, so is there anything else you saw besides the one thing we both saw? Nope. So the last nope. thing we saw was also on Prime, The Last Narc, mm-hmm. uh, season it one did. of this. Uh, what, it, it was a documentary about a guy who was a narcotics officer, um, well, it's about like five different narcotic officers, one, a couple of police right. men, some narcs. Some drug dealers, uh, so, but it's interviews with the, all these guys about this specific incident that happened with a drug cartel and one specific officer getting murdered, right? Like, that that's what it all right. revolves around. And at the very beginning of it, they go, oh, and this was all done by the U.S. government. And so basically, they're trying to hook you to watch all the way to the end, like, to find out what happened at the end. So I watched the first two episodes. What did you think of the first two episodes, Fro? Uh, it is set up as being very interesting, and then it is totally not. It the pacing of it is so boring. It's just sl- slow. It is so slow. But it, it uh, but it's it's too. It, it's so slow that you get angry slow. Like it's the t- like, like they have these title graphics yeah. that come up with like words, yes. and, like so much. There's so many of these title graphics. And they're they're yes. the most slow. Like it, the it lasts on the screen forever. Like you have way too much time to yep. read it. Like everything is just way too slow paced in this show. And do you know what? I don't give two zero fucks about it after watching two episodes. There's four episodes in this show, and I have no, uh, no. I don't feel like I have to watch the two second one. You know what I did from? Yeah. What? I just went and watched the last 20 minutes of this, the last episode. <laughs> I was like, I do want to find out what happens yeah. with the government, so I'm just going to skip right to the end, like, you know, reading right. the first few chapters of a book and then just <laughs> skipping right to the last chapter. And I honestly okay. felt I felt fine with it. <laughs> I did not feel bad about it at all, and I'm still giving this a 4 because it's boring as fuck. Yeah, I'm giving it a 3.5. Okay. Snore. But uh, what was worse this week, uh, <laughs> again, uh, was Tough as Nails, episode 5, look. <laughs> episode 5, hopefully I can get this right this week. Uh, in no day at the, It's no day at the beach for Team Savage Crew and Dirty Hands as they compete to fill and seal giant bags of sand. Wow, you did it. And rock, right? It was actually mostly rock. Like, there was only one thing where they right. were handling sand. The rest of it, they were handling big rocks. So that's not a very right. good description. But <clears throat> I think the main thing is that they were at a rock quarry, and that's where all the challenges for this episode were centered around, right? 
Yeah. So there's two. T- <laughs> well, there's three things about this show, uh, this episode especially. Uh, one, no flashback, and I we talked about it when when they were doing it because they have done a flashback every episode where they have represented someone. Not a flashback. That's not the word for it. Uh, it's a a presentation of 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 the of a contestant, right? Right. So they didn't do that this week, and I go to look. That's kind of weird. And and look, no, Luke goes to me. That's kind of weird. And I go, well, there is this crying girl that feels that she's not a part of the team. I'm going to guess that it's her that goes out this week. Well, what happened, Luke? Uh, right, they did the final competition where they decide who's going to get eliminated, and she gets eliminated over the uh, fireman the guy. Fuck? The fireman who's been in, what, three out of the four uh, yes. elimination challenges and somehow continues to yeah. be able to pull it off. But he's been against, I guess, some of the weaker competitors so far in right. in those challenges. The interesting part is, last episode, we, may, we talked about it on the show. There was a woman versus yep. a man. And they decided that yep. they needed to change up the um, the competition so that the rule the, ru- yeah. the the man had like a significant more weight and she had less weight to deal with um, and less mm-hmm. distance to go with these hay bales because they were mm-hmm. a man and a woman. Now we also have another competition where they have to carry stuff from one place to another, a heavy bucket of yep. sand, and mm-hmm. it's a man versus a woman, and it's a completely mm-hmm. equal playing field. So we're very confused as to why last episode they decided, hey, we're just going (laughs) to randomly change the rules in this one competition. Don't call it... Don't say that we're confused by it. We're not confused about it because we we know it's totally rigged. We just find it amusing that they've done it so fucking clearly. My thought is... Well... uh, uh, I'm going to tell you why I think after you, but why do you think they're rigging it if they are rigging it? Uh, because they want the old lady to win. That's who you think they want to win, the old lady? Well, she was the one that did it with a fucking haystack. Okay, one second. What if they're just leaving her in because they want to keep the weak people in so that they want, so they can have somebody else win, Right. Because that guy was one of the most fierce comp- competitors out of everybody in the mm-hmm. game. What is happening right now politically in America, Fro? You mean the Black Lives Matter movement? Right. I think they want the cop lady to win. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the third thing is the pacing of the show. It was like we, we, we talked about it so many times. It's like this is the worst 40 minutes of my life, and I still have fun with you watching it, but it's so fucking boring. It's not necessarily the pacing. It has more to do with the competitions themselves. They just aren't interesting. Like, every competition is very boring because it's like if you were to go to somebody's job and just watch them do their job, right? That's not exciting to just (laughs) sit there and watch somebody do their job, and that's what this show is. The last competition we actually found slightly interesting because it had a balance beam yeah. and it had like a, ti- a, a 
a time uh, limit where the sand is falling out one place and you have to keep the sand going. Wow. And it felt more like Survivor or Big Brother kind of competition. So the final one we actually enjoyed a little more. Overall, this episode was definitely better than the last episode, I thought. Oh, so, by far. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well. Main topic uh, time, Luke, uh, Mount Weather. Uh, why are we talking about Mount Weather, and what is it? Well, I guess the main reason we're talking about M- Mount Weather is we found out this was a real place at one point in our lives. Uh, we were watching yeah. the TV show The 100, Fro, if you remember that show. Mm-hmm. I do remember that show. Remember uh, when, when it was good? And we watched yes. it, and we didn't. Yes. We stopped watching it in what the fifth season, I want to say. Yes. But the first three seasons were really good. The fourth season was not great. The fifth season was even worse. I haven't seen the sixth season, yes. so I can't really tell. But no, in the second season they introduced Mount Weather. It wasn't in the first season. Um, right. And we were. It, the thing about the 100 second and third season, there was all these landmarks in the show of America. So that you, there was like the Lincoln Memorial was there, but it was co- covered by, you know, vines and trees and it'd been taken over by nature. And so we were kind of like, if all those are real monuments, then maybe Mount Weather is also a real place in America uh, in the show, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how we decided, hey, we want to talk about Mount Weather because we looked it up. And it turns out Mount Weather is a civilian command facility in the United States, in Virginia, used as a center of operations for FEMA, uh, also known as a high point special facility. Uh, the major or the facility is a major relocation site for the highest level of civilian and military officials in case of a natural disaster, playing a major role in the country's continuity of government. So what they're saying is this is if there's a natural disaster, a nuclear explosion, something like that, that's going to affect the White House or other places like that. This is where they're going to take people to protect them from like a nuclear blast or weather, a massive weather storm or a volcano or things like that. Does that make sense? Yes. Mount Weather is the location of the control station for FEMA's national radio system. Uh, the site was bought brought to the public eye by the Washington Post when the government facility was mentioned were reporting on a December 1st, 1974 crash into Mount Weather on TWA Flight 514, a Boeing 727. Yeah, that was a little before our time, so... Right, exactly. Uh, I have seen some aerial footage of this facility, and it looks like a perfectly normal government building. It looks very boring and gray. Yeah, just kind of but out in the woods, right? It's not in, like, like where a normal yeah. government facility usually would kind of be in, like, the city or near a city. This is, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it says it's located in the Blue Ridge Re- Mountains. Access to the center is... Available via State Route 601. Uh, the facility is near Perlusaville, Virginia. Uh, the population of Perlusaville, Virginia, fro 7,727. So fairly small little town, right? That's according to the 2010 census. Uh, it's only 51 miles west of Washington, D.C. 
hence why they would want to take the president there, obviously. The site was originally right. opened as a weather station in the 1800s, was used as a civilian public service facility in World War II. At the time, there were only two permanent buildings to the facility. Uh, the underground facility within Mount Weather, we've talked about underground military bases before, is designated mm-hmm. Area B, with a, uh, which was completed in 1959. FEMA established training facilities on the mountain service called Area A in 1979. Right. Yeah, so this has been uh, used since 1959. That's a long, long fucking time ago. For this, but it at, the original site was open in the late 1800s. So this has been this site right. has been used by the government for a really long time. It says here the area A is at least 434 acres. Uh, that's a lot of that's big area. The m- measurement includes a training area of unspecified size. Area while area B, the underground component of the facility, contains around 600,000 square feet or 56,000 square meters from. That is so fucking huge. And it's underground, underneath the facility, right? That's the interesting part of this because in the 100, that's kind of where everything is going down, is in the underground part right. of the facility. Uh, where do you want us to go next? Uh, I guess the best place to go is is this Bush's secret bunker? So this is an article from the Guardian, which came out in 2006. So when George Bush was still president. Uh, Mount Weather is a top-secret underground installation just an hour's drive from D.C. It has its own leaders, police, fire department, and its own laws, Fro. The Cold War Relic has been given a new lease on life since 9-11, and no one who's been inside has ever talked about it. Uh, It says here, uh, Following the collapse of the USSR, Mount Weather seemed like an expensive Cold War Relic, then came September 11th. News reports noted that top leaders of Congress were taken to the safety of the secure government facility only 75 miles from Washington. Another reported a traffic jam of limos carrying Washington and government license plates as the phrase undisclosed location entered the vernacular of Mount Weather and a handful of similar installations flickered back to life. Just two months ago, a disaster simulation exercise called Forward Challenge 06 sent thousands of federal workers to Mount Weather and other sites. So what it's saying here is that this place was kind of reactivated after 9-11. That is very interesting. I don't know know what to say to that. I I just, uh, I I find that extremely, I mean, uh, it could be a pure... um, Luck or coincidence? No, I, I think guess, I think I... the government was like, uh, "Hey, we have the secret underground facility, and we're afraid that right. we're, like planes are going to fly into the Pentagon again, or the White House this time instead of the Pentagon and uh, the Twin Towers." Um, we need to set up a place where we can all go, and so they they already had this underground facility. Actually, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I want to talk a little about uh, other uses of uh, this uh, mountain in pop culture. Do you mind? Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Mount weather has been settled, uh, setting for several apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic fictional works. This includes the uh, 2000 series finale of X-Files, uh, the 2008 film The Day uh, the Earth Stood Still, uh, the novel series 100, wow, really, <laughs> and uh, sci-fi series Sea Nation. Mount Weather is also uh, mentioned in uh, the novel Memorial uh, Day by Vince Flynn, in the novels uh, One Year After and The Final Days, both by William R. Futcher. They are mentioned in the movie 13 Days, as well as uh, CBC's TV series Arrows. And uh, it was the opening scene of the 2002 uh, spy movie, uh, the Sum of All Fairs, uh, that was based on the Tom Clancy novel by the same name. And it also was the setting of the 22nd season uh, of Earth Final Conflict. It's so funny that I mentioned Tom Clancy. I just watched a YouTube doc all about, uh, what's that Amazon show he has? Uh, Jack Ryan? Oh, yeah. And Jack how it's... Ryan, yeah. It, 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 there was a 30-minute documentary about the new season, how it's all just like this crazy Venice takeover Venezuela propaganda. I, I never watched Jack Ryan, but I watched the documentary about how it's crazy pop propaganda for like the CIA and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised. Um, Jim, Jim, Jim from The Office is the main <laughs> guy in it. Right, totally. I'm going to send you this 30-minute doc. It's really interesting. It They have clips of him talking about... like. Oh, the C I love the CIA. The CIA is so great. They're like really? the most amazing people. Yeah, I'll send you the doc. It's pretty cool. Wow. It's from like five months ago or something even. Uh, or like near when the uh, the new season came out, I guess. Second season came right. out, yeah. I haven't seen the second season yet. Apparently, uh, it's all about Venezuela, believe it or not. Which is like, whoa, okay. Oh. Um, top secret... A government facility activated for power outage in April. So this is about Mount Weather. This is an article from NBC in 2015. Uh, the 564-acre uh, federal government facility along with uh, Virginia's border serves as a backdrop site for national emergency operations and the Department of Homeland Security, which we've been talking a lot about as of late here in Oregon. According to internal mm -hmm. emails and public records obtained by News 4, the records show a secretive facility known as Mount Weather was briefly activated by federal agents on April 7, 2015, after a major electrical interruption in Washington, D.C. Uh, one annual exchange to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security officials revealed that Mount Weather serves as an alternate site for the agency's National Operations Center, which serves as an around-the-clock war room monitoring intelligence, emergency, and security incidents nationwide. So it, if you go to the Wikipedia and read about Mount Weather, they're going to tell you uh, that this is all just a FEMA location where they all they do is they handle weather and uh, if there's going to be some type of weather emergency. But if you read this thing from NBC, they're saying a war room for Homeland Security. So I'm getting hmm. I'm getting conflicting ideas of what this facility is for, or it's for both. It's possible it's for both those things. I I I think both is a very much possible answer. 
I mean, it seems like... I mean, one thing doesn't exclude other, does it? No. It's just that none of this stuff is cited in the Wikipedia article, which I find interesting. A note to the colle- to colleagues, uh, April 7th, in minutes after the power problem struck the nation's capital, uh, one U.S. Uh, Homeland Security Administrator wrote, Office of Operations Coordination made this decision to shift National Operations Center operations, uh, their operations to their alternate site at Mount Weather. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so we do, we do know that that's kind of what happened. It says agency memos yeah. and contracts obtained and reviewed by the team, uh, the uh, NBC4 team. So his Mount Weather complex includes full-time police department, fire department. There's an on-site medical unit, bunk beds, dormitory, a cafeteria, waste treatment facility, training rooms. <coughs> Excuse me. Aerial footage of the facility shows gated, locked equipment protruding from the ground, tall security fences surrounding the entire complex. One FEMA memo says Mount Weather would be the relocated site for top Homeland Security officials who need to perform essential functions. Those memos, which were shared with Homeland Security and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, what? <laughs> All How are those two things, like, connected, right? Also said mm. Mount Weather helps support National co- Continuity Program in which the government prepares for its f- response to a disa- disaster. Those memos said Mount Weather is staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They said the solar storm or spa- a solar storm or space catastrophe would be one s- scenario in which feds would activate Mount Weather. But mm. this article is saying that they used it to they activated it for a power outage. <laughs> well, somebody's lying. That's what's interesting about somebody. this whole thing. It's an underground yeah. secret facility that seems like somebody... Want, they're saying one thing, and the evidence of these leaked documents is saying another thing. All right, so let's go to this blog, I guess, from... Um, yeah, from one source to another. Uh, White House Cannonball... Blogspot.com about the White House Communications Agency from 1965 to 1974 and beyond. All right, so we got a bunch of information here at the beginning that we already covered. Uh, So let's go down to this these pictures of the towers, and I'll read into the Mm -hmm. towers a little bit. Uh, The famous Mount Weather facility, a federal continuity of government installation and presidential relocation site. Uh, featuring a White House communications agency switchboard and communications center, uh, has two hardened microwave towers linked, uh, it, which link it, are linking it to the White House emergency sites. These cylindrical concrete towers are similar in design to a cannonball facility, but were almost completely underground except for the plexiglass-covered antenna. Uh, this facility is also interfacing or interface directly with the Civil Defense Emergency Broadcast System located at Mount Weather, allowing video interface with uh, WHCA microwave network. Um, So there's these crystal towers uh, are located on the east and west sides of Mount Weather. The east tower's microwave link is connected to the cartwheel facility, and the west tower's microwave microwave link is communicating with a relay station codenamed Cow... Cow puncher, fro is the what? That's a weird cow puncher. All right, uh, located on the round top 
mountains west of West Virginia. Uh, so they're, these yeah. are like the communication towers, but they're mostly underground. Yeah. They're mostly underground. Yeah, we we see a blueprint of it. It looks like. How do I explain it? Like there, uh, on the floor, there's basement. Then there's this first floor, second floor, third floor, fourth, fifth, sixth. It's seven. it's a imagine an eight eight floor uh, eight floor uh, skyscraper. Uh, but then, underground. but then stick it underground, except for the very eighth, yes. the eighth floor is above ground, like halfway and the rest of it is all underground. And then on top of it, there's, you know, cell phone towers and everything, uh, communication devices. There's two of those towers right next to each other. And each one is connected to an, another underground facility. Cause you see the big bo box. This is yeah. also connecting those two towers to this other underground facility, which is the Emergency Operations Center. Uh, and it says they have all these different things, including a workshop in each tower, video staging, uh, supplies and spare parts. Like, each room is dedicated to a different thing, power supply, this and that. Uh, yeah, this blueprint is super interesting. Yeah, it, uh, I think you will put it on <laughs> our... Um... Twitter account and maybe our Facebook uh, uh, page. Sure. Uh, because this is something people really have to look at to understand how fucking massive this is. Because it's huge. Yeah, and then we have some aerial photos of the of the upper and lower areas. So, like, this is the thing you got to understand. So, we're looking at the blueprint, and it looks like they're pretty close together, the towers, right? Yeah. Now yeah. go up to that wide uh, aerial shot, Crystal West and East Towers. Uh, yeah. Those towers are not near each other. The tunnels yeah. underneath the ground must be really long, Fro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we, if we, we compare it to the other buildings in the pictures, uh, this is... Um, a mile, two miles apart? A mile, yeah, a mile or two apart, I would say. Yeah, it's hard to tell. So, it's very clear that this is very, very, very big. This massive underground facility is giant, like miles, yeah. I mean, they said 600,000 square feet, so that yeah, that's massive. Right. So, what do you think this is used for? I mean, they're saying, um, you know, monitoring things around the country. So if, if everything went to shit for whatever reason, let's say they're suggesting like a solar flare knocks out all communication, all electricity, right. everything. Well, this place is self-sustained, so we could they could send all the government officials there and they'd still be able to handle the continuity of government, which means like maintaining government because they're all in this bunker hiding away, and they can just send the communications out to people outside, uh, and it maintains the U U.S. government, if that makes sense. That's one reason. They're also saying FEMA, which is like, an, if there's a massive disaster, this is a place that can be used for communication for that. So really, it's both a communication facility as well as a uh, bunker for different reasons. And then we're also finding out that Homeland Security is using this as a communication device, to like talk to mm -hmm. people around the country, uh, which makes me think that this is probably the place 
those uh, unnamed officers in Portland are talking to, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, this whole thing kind of wraps back around to that. And I mean, we we picked this topic years ago. Whenever that, yes. <laughs> whenever the second season or third season of uh, the One Hundred came out, so uh, just we interesting thing to see it all relate back to that. Yeah, we have had it on our list for ages. I believe we also talked about the same facility when we talked about deep underground military bases. Um, so we have talked about it before, but when we talked about it then, we were kind of t- talking about it in the context of some people believe underneath the ground at Mount Weather, there are aliens they're hiding in there. Definitely. So where does this end up in the crazy scam? I don't think it's that crazy. I think it's pretty normal for a government kind of thing. Uh, some of the theories about it are crazier as far as the aliens and then um, what they're going to use this for in the future as far as if everything goes to shit, using it as like a tyrannical government base. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So overall, I'd probably give it a four. Yeah, I think it's uh, between a three and a four for me as well. It's not super crazy. It's just, it's just uh, very, very interesting. And I had so much fun looking into this this week. All right, we've got some movie news for uh, how Universal AMC deal could reshape new streaming services. I think we've talked about this a lot. And I think one of us, I think it was you... Um, maybe it was both of us kind of simultaneously oh, talking talking yes. about how yes. they this could change the the way uh, re- movie releases happen uh, when what yeah. was it the trolls movie came out right yeah when then yeah, there was this whole true. big controversy between the movie theaters and Universal they were mad that they put out this movie without uh, basically letting them get a piece of the action right. Right. Uh, under a new deal, Universal Films running on AMC screens will be able to debut for rent 17 days after the theatrical launch, fro, instead of the industry standard, which was 90 days before. Uh, through the new premium video-on-demand dis- distribution window, in exchange, AMC gets up to 20% of the on-demand revenue as compensation for giving its exclusive hold on, uh, up on the film. Um, that could, of course, be worth millions of dollars on a big film to mm-hmm. the, to these theaters com- theater companies. So I think it's a way to keep the theater companies happy and and open, to be honest, um, by giving them money, uh, even for the stuff that's going to the on demand. I don't know. What do you think about this whole thing? I I think it is extremely good for the consumer. That is what I think. I think the consumer is the one that's going to win in this war because it, if the corona thing has proven one thing is that we don't fucking need cinema in, anymore. I think there's a place see, for it. Definitely not right now yeah. in America is there a place for it, but I see a place for it uh, in a regular world. You don't? Okay. I don't, no. I, I, I don't to to a certain point. I I do think there's movies that are better on the big screen and I do think that should be an option. I just think that if you look at uh, our favorite movies of last year, 
all your top five lists were from from Netflix. Your whole top five list from last year was uh, a movie that you saw from Netflix. Was it? I don't. I don't remember. And sure. I, I I think so. Yes. And I think three of mine were from uh, four of mine, four of the five that was on my list was on, from Netflix. So I I think that uh, this has shaped the way that consumers think, and I do think that. Uh, the movie experiments uh, or uh, is something that I am not looking forward to go back to. Not because of this Corona thing, but I have seen that uh, I don't really need it anymore. I I think I think this uh, this has killed the movie industry in in a different way than they think. I don't see the surge for people going back to the cinema. I, mean, I could be I- wrong. I think there are the there's the place for it with certain films. These big, like Star Wars, for instance. Star Wars is not a movie that right. comes over as well on a small TV as it does on a big screen. Right. That is, yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. I, yeah, I, so I, I think there's a I certain think so for certain movies. Like I said, I at the beginning, I think there's a certain place for movie theaters, and I think it's for event type things where. It, mm-hmm. it happens every one... It's like a concert venue, where it's like it's a big event, right. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. a... It's not a, oh, we got a... a common thing. Right. It's like every theater yeah. would be one movie instead of every theater being a different movie. Uh, it w- And probably it would end up being more expensive to go to the movies. It would be like concert mm-hmm. ticket type prices and things like that. Um, yeah. But I do see that being the the future of movie theaters more and more because of on demand for sure. Yeah. All right. Did you see any movies? Yeah. And I just have to say that I I do think that's a good thing for the consumer because that makes choice better and it makes safety better as well. I have seen some movies. Uh, I saw true fiction because Luke told me to watch it. And? Holy moly! This is a good movie. You are a hundred ten percent correct. Uh, I have to ask you though. Uh, we're going to talk a little about the ending. I'm going to try not to spoil it. Okay. But were you think thinking she was cray cray, that she she uh, made him up in her mind? Uh, I thought she at one point I thought she was crazy in a different way. I didn't. I never thought she made him up in her mi- in mind. No, right. Because that's what I was. I thought she about. made it up in her mind at one point. Like the the concept. I thought she made up. Right. But then, I mean, yeah. You we can't really say anything more than that. Yeah, but yeah, amazing movie. Uh, nine out of ten. Yeah, it's very, very good, uh, especially for what it was. Uh, I saw a movie you recommended last week as well, The Hater. Uh, very, very dark movie. Um, last week, I think you described it as having to do with uh, Breivik. I mean, it's similar, but I think the main character is not that. I think point the alternate character, the video game guy, that's the guy who's like the Breivik in this right. situation, right? Uh, the other guy is kind of the Alex Jones, maybe. Yeah, he's promoting it on with mm. with purpose, even though he knows it's fake. 
that kind of thing. The performance artist that's mm. setting it all up behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not much you can say about this movie other than it's a guy who gets kicked out of school and then has to get another job, and this job is in basically in uh, Intel, and uh, he... Uh, what, it... He loses his kind of girlfriend at one point. He goes a little nuts, and then mm -hmm. it's it down. It's it's a downward downward spiral movie where the guy at the beginning seems okay, and by the end, it's he's totally screwed up. Um, overall, I gave it an eight point five. Very good movie. Yeah. Uh, one I, thing I, I watched it with the I watched it with the uh, dub and the subtitles because uh, mm. I was cleaning a lot at the time, and they are not similar at all they could like i'm pretty sure me and you watch two different movies <laughs> if you didn't watch it with the dub <laughs> no i didn't i i watched it in polish right uh, i thought after truth uh the information and the cost of fake news uh this is a documentary from 2020 uh about what fake news does to people on a personal level it is extremely interesting. It's and kind of what the haters about, actually. Strangely enough. Yeah, uh, I I I just found found it extremely good. I I give it a nine out of ten. One of my favorite movies this far, this year. Cool. All right. Anything else you saw? Nope. So let's do the audio trailer. For Mulan. Oh, wait, that's not Mulan. It's in Farmer. Are you a princess? Maybe. No. Really? Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Ah, what a... Super Charming is back. That was kind of a creepy mask. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> it's him. I've seen him in things before. This is recording now and we'll be recording the whole time. It's Rosamund Pike. We talked about last week. Oslo was a convicted felon. He is also an informant for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Informer. <laughs> it's got a lot of good actors in it. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. I like them. In your face. You now owe the price of your life to Wojtek. How much is your life worth? You'll break your parole. Go back to prison. Anyone can get drugs inside. It's you. I want out. We go along with the general's plan. Evidence yeah, this looks like a super standard movie, though. Clive Owen. Yeah. And if that happens, you're free. I don't mind that, though. Yeah, I'm sure it's entertaining. It just looks like very cookie cutter, I guess is the best word for it. Common. Yeah, I like Common. Common is like... Why is he every fucking movie like this? <laughs> I don't know, but he... Every. He's Common. one of the best, like, rapper-turned-actors there is, I think. Yeah. Him and Riza. Riza is actually a really good actor, too. He has a family. We looked him in the eyes. We made him guarantees. I don't have kids. I would suffer too much if something happened to me. Please don't come back home. I'm scared. 
I'm doing everything I can. Wow, that was bloody shot. And then it kicks in with the rock music. Yeah, this is so generic, though. <laughs> yeah. I just put a tight noose around your neck. Remember those, like, few months I'm coming where... for payback! Remember there was, like, five months where every single week Common was in a movie? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's just give you two seconds to chew on this. This movie, for some fucking reason, is called Three Seconds in Norwegian. Uh, I don't, like, maybe at some point in the movie they go, like, they count down, you know, I'm gonna shoot you in three, two, one, kind of thing. That yeah. might explain it? I don't know. So weird. I sent you a picture of, of the, of the, uh, of the movie, how it looks in Norwegian. Mm-hmm. That means three three seconds. It means it's well. It's not an American movie. Disney. I don't think. I think it was a yeah. British movie. I could be wrong though. Wedge. So what is uh, the Oscar nominated movie uh, The Infirmer, aka Three Seconds, about? <laughs> Recruited by the FBI, ex-con and former special operations soldier Pete Coslow uses his covert skills to try to take down the general. The most powerful crime boss in New York. This doesn't sound generic at all. When a sting results oh. in the death of an undercover cop, oh my gosh, Pete suddenly, <laughs> this is so generic, finds himself caught in the crossfire between the mob and the FBI. Do you know what? I found out why. It's called Three Seconds. Guess okay. what? What? It's based on a novel called Three Seconds by uh, someone called Roseland Hellstrom. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks all right. It's got fifty-four percent of Rotten Tomatoes, six point six out of ten on IMDb, three point five out of five from the Times of Media uh, India from, uh, and eighty-five percent of Google users liked it. Finally, there were some audience reviews on this on on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, yes. <laughs> So Gary A gave it five stars. Said Brill, best me movie I have seen in a long time. Court J gave it one and a half star. In which parts of this film works, but uh, the whole is a mess. Then Nor F goes it five stars and says, "Wow, I enjoy it uh, a lot." Instead of a, uh, like with a E. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Uh, a great um, film. I will see it again. Uh, and Ash C said two stars. The whole thing was okay. The plot is uh, all over the place, but it can be followed the most of the time. Not one I sit through again, though, in mind. Keep that in mind. I went to Facebook. Uh... Let's start with this one. Mike MC says, just watched it tonight in the UK. Very intense, gripping, uh, well-acted thriller. Gets a bit far-fetched towards the end, but the first half is brilliant. Uh, four uh, four stars uh, out of five film. Uh, but then Paul Vosco says, such a boring movie. I left, uh, I, I left and I'm very disappointed. Uh, but 
E.S. Farrell says, such a great movie. Last scene made me cry. I hope it has a part two Ooh. and those FBI... Uh, and the FBI will all get jailed. So I guess something happens with that. Uh, also coming out this uh, week, uh, the follow-up to a movie that I didn't know was the thing, and I'm going to say see tonight. <laughs> raccoons to dark christmas in the dark see this is such a comedy comedy i have a feeling there isn't a number one and that's the joke is that it's number two without there really? being I, i'm gonna look it up you go into the description i really 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 hope that is the case uh okay so on the snowy christmas eve former mild mannered college student casey smallwood is released from prison after serving 10 years uh, for underage drinking. Eager to get out of town, he helps on the express train to Washington, After, uh, but after the holiday express takes off, he's hijacked by a gang of dismostic, highly intelligent, government-trained wreckers. <laughs> 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 not on, on the uh, not to back down from from a raccoon fight. Casey joins the forces with a porter on the train to fight the terrorists. This is going on my list wow. of movies to see. What kind of scores yep. did it get? Um, I can't see that actually. Oh, okay. Uh, uh oh, four point two on IMDb. Uh, nothing on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I do not see anything about a number one. I'm pretty sure the joke is that it's number two, but there was no first movie. That makes it even more funny! (laughs) It does! (laughs) Uh, Can we make this the movie that we are going to watch? Uh, let's see if we can even find it. We'll do that after the... Yeah, because yeah, I don't even know where we're going to find it, you know what I mean? Yeah. What else? Oh, Coming right. Out. Sorry, I was nope. like, I'm going through the uh, Killer Raccoons 2 uh, entries now. Uh, uh, Summerland. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, apparently. Sorry. Cool. She dies tomorrow. Uh... <laughs> She Dies Tomorrow is an American thriller uh, movie. Uh, let's see. This has gotten 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It is uh, produced and written by Emmy Seamus. I've never heard of her. It has Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, she's good. Um... Uh, Kate Linshell, uh, John Lucas in it. And what is it about, you ask? That's a very good question. Uh, it is about Amy thinks she's dying tomorrow, and it's contagious. All right. Interesting. So, Summerland. <laughs> During World War II, uh, reclusive writer Alice has her sequestered life up to ended when Frank, an evacuee from London, uh, oh, from the London Blitz, is left in her care. Despite initially resolving uh, to be rid of him, Alice finds herself and her emotions reawakened by him. Um, 
6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% on Metacritic, 91% of Google users liked it, uh, directed by Jessica Swale, starring um, Gemma Arton, Penelope Wilton, Tom Cortray, not a lot of people I've heard of. Uh, also coming out this week is Cutthroat City. This is directed by RCA. Uh, it has Wesley Snipes, Ethan Hawke, uh, Alicia Gonzalez, Kate Graham. Uh, it is a heist movie, action heist movie. That's interesting. I like our, our, uh, our RCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Hurricane Katrina... Uh, for uh, boyhood friends, uh, <clears throat> sorry, out of options, uh, reluctant as accept an, an offer to pull off one of the most dangerous heists in the heart of New Orleans. All right, the Grizzlies. Uh... Oh, lacrosse transform. Uh, transforms the life of Inuit students when they learn how to play the game. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% of Google users liked it. Um, it's a documentary, so it's just starring all the uh, key people. Oh, it's got Will Sasso in it. <laughs> That's ah. random. But it it's like all that these Inuit... It, like the list of uh, cast is like all these Inuit people and then Will Sasso. <laughs> So, I clearly want to see Killer Raccoons 2. What is your movie that you want to see? Oh, yeah, I think we're agreed with that. So, what about number two? I think I'm going to go Cutthroat City, maybe? Yeah, I totally agree with you, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. That looks super interesting. All right, let's do a plug. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial and a free book, uh, audiobook. Uh, keep your audiobook, even if you cancel, like, right after you sign up, uh, but you get a month free if you want, and you gotta keep the book, so go do that, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen, and it helps us out. Uh, next week we will talk news of the week, maybe we'll talk about the VP, maybe? Maybe? We're not promising anything. (laughs) No. We, we stopped doing it. Uh, we're going to watch the uh, last episode of Tough as Nails. I'm saying that kind of ironic, because uh, there's no other places that says it's more than six episodes. We think it's ten, but we don't We don't really well, know. Well, no, that. they just keep adding an episode every week, because now it says seven. Right. I just looked the other day. It says seven? This uh. is seven now. So every week they're adding one more onto the end. So, yeah. So we don't know how many episodes there will be. We think it's ten. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, this this show makes serious sense, people. Uh, then we will do another digital review of Blackwater Abyss. Ooh, but uh, what were we doing for the main topic, Luke? Because you have to fucking explain it. Uh. Right, at the four-sentence movie review. So we're going to do a movie. I guess we're not really sure what movie we're doing now because we have two options. But uh, the plan is we're going to break this movie up. I'm going to do... Describe the first, say, 15 or 20 minutes of the movie in four sentences. 
and then it's going to move to Fro, and he's going to describe the next four, uh, or 15 to 20 minutes in four sentences, and we're going to try to see what the movie turns out to be, kind of like uh, the telephone game, uh, where hopefully by the end of it, it's ridiculous, and it maybe turn out to be a completely different movie than we actually watched what we end up describing, right? So I think that's the idea. Yep. Ho- hopefully it works, and it's funny, and it's not stupid and boring, but... It's an experiment. Let's see if it works. And if not, if it does work, we could do it for f- movies in the future. Yeah. So we're just going to test that out. Uh, anything you want to talk about in the Jeremy Corner? Yeah, go check that video I sent you in the um, chat. I saw this last night uh, while I was watching Holy Moly, and I was just like, oh, we're, we're playing that in the Jeremy round. Uh Okay. So let me know when you got it up. And three, two, one, play. Some people look to the Space Force commercial. Okay. Our job is to have an answer. We have to imagine what will be imagined. What? (laughs) Imagine what can be imagined. Maybe you weren't put here just to ask the questions. Maybe you were put here to be the answer. Maybe your purpose on this planet isn't on this planet. <gasps> Space wow. Force. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't get it here, but uh, you don't. You maybe you don't understand it, but here in America, like we're inundated with Air Force commercials, Army commercials, like recruitment commercials on everything all the time. We talked about the Twitch stuff right. last week, right? Uh, you football game. You'd never see a football game without there being military people there and plane, like Air Force jets flying over. Like it, it's just inundating us all the time in America. And now we also have to handle this Space Force commercials as well. Ah, uh, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It is pretty awful. Uh, I. It's kind of funny that you talk about it because. Uh, there's a YouTuber called uh, Matt Ward. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. Okay, he did a um, a video about this. I think it was like six months ago. <laughs> called uh, how no I when and how to join the space force. <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Trending things I have seen uh, is Mr. Beast eating pizza. Oh yeah, but, uh, who was he? Who was he eating pizza with? Look, Joey Chestnut, the guy we talk about every yeah. year, the hot dog champ guy. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Joey Chestnut's a really, really good eater. I think there yeah. maybe are people that could eat eat pizza faster than him, but he it was pretty awesome. I mean. It was a giant piece of pizza. What did they say? Six feet long, I think it was? Yeah. Because yeah, it was something. taller than, than the one guy. He the, They yeah. laid a person down next to the piece of pizza. <laughs> that, that was giant. Uh, yeah, uh, PewDiePie. They tried to cancel PewDiePie again because somebody hacked uh-huh. in. Or not hacked, but they found his Spotify playlist. Uh, yeah. And they, they basically doxed the playlist out to everybody. Uh, and people were... Certain artists on the playlist were mad because he was listening to their music. It's very confusing. <laughs> I don't get this. 
A lot of people online were defending him by saying, well, what if Marcia and him share a playlist? What is him, yeah. What if it's not even him listening to it? What if it's her? Right. It's so, like, out of absolutely nothing. It's like, there's no, like, why make this a big thing? It's, it's absolute, like, it's bullshit. Well, I think one thing is if you're a musical oh, artist, maybe some of them were making a big deal out of it for PR because PewDiePie is so popular they know if they do something negative they're going to get their name out there so it could be a little I of guess that so. yeah. uh, uh, you talked about how crazy Joe Rogan is lately I saw <laughs> saw his interview with Post Malone because oh I yeah I saw some of it Post, yeah. Post Malone <laughs> I was like holy shit Rogan you need to quit saying stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, so, I, I think oh. after he made that deal, he just doesn't give a crap, and he's just going to say wherever he, he wants. Because he, he's already fucks. been paid, so it doesn't really matter yeah. <laughs> what he says at this point. He gives zero fucks, and it's like he's try. It's almost like he's trying to be controversial at times, and he's trying to sound more and more like Alex Jones. Because you, you know he's going to have Alex Jones on his first show on, on on Spotify. They already have said that. And he's moving to Texas, apparently. So, yeah. Right. Uh, he, yeah, Anything it does else? seem like that. Oh, check out the article there. We talked about Stonehenge and the big moat recently. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, the origins of the stones at the monolith have been discovered. They pinpointed the source of the actual stones, uh, which are 15 miles away at a site near Marlboro. Uh, so that's really, really interesting that they finally, after all these years, have pinpointed exactly where they, um, where they got these giant stones from. They, and then they must've figured out a way to get them, you know, 15 miles away. Hmm. Interesting. Wonder, I wonder what that is. What do you, oh, how they did it? Yeah, I think that's something yeah. we don't know yet. But uh, I mean, it gives you an idea what path they would have taken, so that would help figure yeah. out how they did it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't really have anything special. Do you? Uh, one thing we didn't mention in the news because it, I don't know has been driven into the ground a little bit, but Portland police, uh, the federal agents left at the, you know, the day after we did the show last week out of Portland. And then ever since right. then, they've been completely peaceful protests. Uh, it's almost like it was, yeah. uh, the problem was them all along. Hmm. I mean, it is interesting. I, I, <laughs> the other thing that I I I I saw that uh, uh, people are very happy about for some fucking reason is that there is new Twilight book coming. Oh, is there? Oh, great! That's yeah. not gonna make Twitter like melt down. <laughs> not at all. It's gonna just overload uh, the system at Twitter, and the whole building is gonna burn down. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, uh, Stephanie Myers, uh, uh, the Mormon Stephanie Myers, by the way, uh, said uh, um, 
who who is ready to go back to being twelve years old again? Uh, wrote a Twilight phone on Twitter. My thirteen self is uh, truly living right now. Write another. So uh, yeah, that's uh, it. Retells the f- uh, fantasy romance uh, tale between uh, the people from the vampire Edward Collins than than rather than Bella Swan. So oh, so it's uh, like a retelling yeah. from the other perspective. That's in- that's interesting. Yes. At least I guess I was expecting it to be a sequel. So it's out now. It just came out. And uh, an early review of it uh, says that it's a big thrill for Twilight uh, True Believers. Uh, Mayor is generally interested in Edward and Bella, so it has gotten pretty okay reviews as well. But uh, of course, people are calling it a little repetitive and, and not that original. When I worked at the movie theater, those were the worst crowds, were Twilight crowds. Really? Well, mostly it was mostly like the drunk thirty-year-old women. It would be like a group of like five drunk thirty-something-year-old women who they were always the most obnoxious, just because they're drunk. I mean, most of the young girls that were going there were fine or whatever. But yeah, I mean, Star Wars crowds. There's a lot of them. Uh, Harry Potter crowds. There were a lot of them, but they weren't ever like abusive. I, Twilight crowds, I got grabbed on the ass multiple times, like trying to get into yeah. the theater to clean it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, look, I have one final thing that I really want us to watch uh, before we go. And uh, it is the game that I have played for the two last days. Have you ever heard of Fall Guys? I uh, just saw somebody post a video about that today. I don't remember who it was, but. I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet, no. I've heard of it, I just haven't seen okay. it. I sent you the trailer for the game on, on in chat. So this was a free game on PlayStation Plus. Everywhere else it costs money, but right. on PlayStation Plus I got it for free. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why, why it's so fucking big. Uh, but people are paying money for this on, on Steam, of course. It doesn't have cross-play, Right now, but uh, uh, the people that has made this game has said, "Oh, we will come out with that later." So, are you ready to see how what it's all about? Sure. In three, two, one, play. <laughs> Don't you love the animation style? I think I've seen this. I think I saw somebody really? play this in beta. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely okay. did. I've seen somebody play this. It's so funny. Does it look like I this? Because the one, the version I yeah. looked, saw looked a little more unpolished. So I think I saw like somebody play a beta version of it or something. Right. It's it, the colors are exactly like this. I mean, this is a is a, clearly a trailer. But uh, yeah, this is the so part funny. I saw him playing. Was like the the race part yeah. where you're like trying to dodge yes. things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of frustrating, but it's so funny. I made it to the final round, and I became number uh, seven or something. That's my highest. Right, there's different ways you can do it, though, right? Like, it's not just uh, 
the scoring one where it's like uh, different rounds and then kind of like Mario Kart. There's like other games you can play in it, I assume. No, well, uh, it, it it's the same game, but it's different levels. Oh, I see. Okay. The levels change every time, and there 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 is like a, a, a number of different games inside the game, and you play the different levels. Like something can be obstacle course with like you have to jump between the, uh, into a wall, and 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 think that it opens. Do you remember Jacuzzi's? Castle? Did you ever play that? Uh, I don't think so. No, I've seen the gameplay, oh, okay. so you don't really have to describe it to yeah. me. Uh, yeah, that looks interesting. Uh, anything else? No, I think we're good. So, from Norway, my name is Fro. From the US, my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.